My entitled mother, who treated me so badly growing up, is demanding that I take out a $1 million mortgage just so she can get a new home. And after I refuse to give her the money, she goes off on me. So a little background about me. I am an only child. My parents divorced when I was about 10, and I've never had a good relationship with my mother. As per my mother, I didn't even like being held by her as an infant. I lived with her until I was 18 and couldn't handle living with her any longer, and so I moved in with my father. I admit I was a horrible teenager to my mother, and we fought all the time. It was either that, or we just simply wouldn't talk to each other. I just wanted to be left alone, and she wanted to be my best friend. I now own a condo, I have no debt, I have a savings of my own, and I live a lifestyle more on the frugal side. My mom, on the other hand, grew up very wealthy and spent the entirety of her rather substantial trust fund. She has a history of credit card debt, and while she did work, she doesn't really have any real retirement fund, and is now living off of her deceased parents' trust where she gets a big chunk of money every year. Despite living in the same city, I would only see her a few times at most per year, mainly holidays. I'll admit I was never exactly warm during those interactions. And she would make comments about how she knows how much it pains me to be around her. I'd make an effort to call her once a month, she'd almost never answer, and I'd sometimes get an email or a text message in response. I feel she is highly critical and has a history of emotional blackmail and has narcissistic tendencies. Her comments are only because apparently she cares and that she wouldn't be my mother if she didn't say anything. Basically, she's expressing her concerns if I had children because they'd be more screwed up than me apparently. It's constantly a situation where I give an inch and she always wants a mile. So during early COVID, I get a call from her wanting to discuss something. Basically, she wants to sign a purchasing contract and mortgage papers for a yet-to-be-constructed home. Since she's retired and her income is from a trust, she can't get a loan for the deposit, and she doesn't have cash. Now, I personally know of a few very costly things she spent her money on in the last few years that I don't agree with, but it did not impact me, so I did not mind. She owns her home, but doesn't want to sell it prior to building the new one, so she wants me to take out a mortgage of over $1 million with early access of $120,000 in the deposit. But as per her, apparently it'll be fine because the home will be in my name and she'll make payments till she sells her home. This supposed discussion I was having with my mom was so well thought out that I was told that a contract was being drafted and that I needed to make an appointment with my bank to get things going. For a brief moment, I considered lending her the cash, but then I would be broke. Also, I have no trust when it comes to finances and my mother due to her history. So after using my brain and consulting with a few people who can be objective, I told her unfortunately I was not in a position to help her. Then the insults start on how I'm consulting with the wrong people and that these people clearly aren't educated and that I'm passing up on a good opportunity for my credit. And of course, it's because of me she lost out on this new home. She then, because of this, refused to talk to me as this was apparently the final straw in our very fragile relationship. I tried to contact her for many months, maybe over a year, until I told her I was moving countries and I wanted to try and make some repairs to our relationship before I left. We did sit down and talk prior to me leaving, but not about this home she was trying to build. I'm trying to be civil, but after so many years of her comments, it's really hard. This is such a sketchy situation because this person knows for a fact that their mom is probably going to screw them over somehow. Like, no lie, they clearly have no good intentions when it comes to their own history of credit card debt, and I very seriously doubt that they would actually pay for things on time. And worst of all, the original poster would be on the hook for any of these payments. And then let's say that she doesn't start doing her payments like she 
she should. And then she's stuck in the home you built for her that you now have to try and figure out how to get her out of. In my opinion, not giving her this money was probably the best decision you could have ever made. Because I honestly think having to deal with this lady on a daily basis would have been an absolute living nightmare for this person. Thankfully, though, they made the right decision and didn't give this money to their mom. Because you can bet she absolutely would have been careless with it like she has in the past. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for not being the ideal son? Okay, so before this starts, I want to say that all I want to do is know if I'm in the wrong here. So a few months ago, I realized that there are about three people in my life who really care about my feelings and what I think. Everyone else has their own perception of me that I feel are very inaccurate. I have also felt that they don't think I care what people say to me because I always seem to have no emotions when they start saying garbage about me. I started feeling this when my mom was yelling at me for getting a 79% for the first time at school. And I said that I was overwhelmed and that no one really cares about my emotions. She then replies with, don't use that mental health garbage as an excuse for your own stupidity. And that's honestly when I knew people didn't even know me at all. After that, I was noticing everything that was being said about me. And all of it always had something meant to hurt me. This still happens today and it's been six months since I noticed this. This has really affected me and I haven't been able to sleep well or have any ambition or motivation. I also don't think this will stop for a long time because I have trouble talking to people in arguments. Since the first incident, this has happened way more frequently and I always feel worse after it's over. I'm starting to think my parents enjoy yelling at me and all my friends as if I'm just a verbal punching bag instead of someone with actual emotions and free thought. You might have thought that maybe this was the worst of it, but no, it isn't. My parents have also decided that they don't want me to have a personality. They have tried to enforce this by taking everything that's keeping me sane and somewhat happy. I just feel like I am in a 10-foot hole that everyone is telling me to get out of, but I have nothing to climb out with. With everything piling on top of me, it feels like everyone wants me to feel bad about myself, especially my parents. They seem to have done everything to keep me in this mental state. They also yell at me for really petty reasons, sometimes yelling at me for even going in the basement without asking for permission, which, by the way, I don't need permission for that. They'll call me a pig because I made a homemade pizza and I took a slightly bigger piece of dough because I was hungry. By the way, I'm five pounds underweight. They yell at me for not doing my chores when I was in the middle of doing a chore that they were aware of. They also like to yell at me because of a school assignment that's due in a week. They have claimed that they don't understand me and have almost hired a psychologist because they gave up after five minutes of trying to figure me out. So yeah, everyone is making me feel like one big screw-up and a giant mistake, and I don't know what to do. I really feel bad for the original poster in this situation because it sounds like they're really going through a rough time with their parents. And based on what you've told us, it sounds like your parents are not very helpful, and in fact, they're doing things that are really detrimental towards your own mental health. I've been in that situation, and I know a lot of other people who have been in that situation, and although your parents are kind of actively working against you, you can still find ways to find happiness and light in your own life. I know personally, hanging out with friends or even doing something outside of home, even if it's just reading a book or spending time doing a hobby that I enjoy, really does help me mentally escape the situation I'm in. Whether it's video games or going for a walk, anything to escape that situation is great. I really am so sorry that your parents are treating you so poorly, and I think it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe even talk to the school counselor of some kind to maybe discuss these issues. I've learned that maybe talking things 
things out, even with somebody who can be objectively neutral, really does make a big difference. But overall, hang in there. You're doing great and just keep on the path. Things will get better and I really believe that things can and will get better for you. My entitled in-laws try to blame their increased mortgage on my wife and kids living with them. The title says it all. Now you may be scratching your heads on this one as I am. To my understanding, a mortgage is something you establish between you, whichever other parties live at the property in question, and the loan office. I mean, please, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm also aware that with the economy being in turmoil as it is, interest rates and general payments are going up. So the fact that these people are blaming a fixed rate loan going up in regular payment requirements because a few bodies are added to the mix is absolutely ridiculous. Electricity and water bill going up? That I can understand. But saying, oh, our loan we took out for the house went up and it's your fault so you have to pay us more. That is simply criminal in my mind. When my wife brought this to my attention, I flat out told her to not give them another dime more than what we agreed upon. They have been stealing from us the entire time that we've been there and I am not a wallet that they can pull from. Neither is my wife nor is my kid. Their antics when it comes to arbitrarily charging us extra for their loan has delayed us getting out of there in the first place for several months. If they really take issue with this, then I will happily get involved and share some words with them. If they don't, and I know they probably won't, then they can go pound sand. Like it or not, they will not bully me, my wife, or my child for another penny. I don't care what it takes. Good for them for standing up for this kind of situation. And yeah, according to my knowledge, the number of people living in a house does not change your mortgage price. Like, it literally does not work that way. And the original poster has it correct. The utilities and any other stuff that may be going up as a result of them living there is completely understandable. And yes, I'm sure the people living there would absolutely feel fine paying for what they need to pay for. But to try and pawn off your mortgage going up on the people that are living there and then to try and blame them for that mortgage going up is just completely, as they put it, criminal. And no, I wouldn't put up with that for another second either. It sounds like these people have tried to do this multiple times and have gotten away with charging them extra, which has delayed them leaving for months now, which from the sounds of it is probably what these people are trying to do to this family. They probably want them to stick around so they can use them as some kind of income source so that they can pay for their mortgage, which is just really gross in my opinion. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully this is just a misunderstanding. But either way, I hope the original poster and his family are able to get out of this house and find another place to live because these in-laws are absolutely just trying to use them for money and they're trying to squeeze them for every penny that they can possibly get. My friend wants to have a baby with a guy she's been talking to for one month and I'm not sure what to do about this. I'm from the UK and I'm not sure what to do here. My best friend has been seeing this guy for just over a month now. She seems to like him, though sometimes mentions things he's done that have upset her in the past. I thought to include this as they're not together at the moment, just seeing each other, so to speak. Yesterday, my friend told me, and she was deadly serious, that she's thought about wanting a kid for a while and wants to try for one with this guy she's not dating and has only known for about a month. Apparently, she's asked the guy and he's decided to go for it and has even offered to leave his job and to move away with her. My friend is planning on moving to a foreign country and she has made this man aware of this. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. I'm convinced she's not thought about it properly, hence why she wants to do it with a guy she's known for a month. If I was in the guy's shoes and if I was being asked this by a girl I'd been talking to for such a short time, I would have run in the other direction. But this guy is the exact opposite. It's almost like he's happy to oblige and help her make this happen. I'm really worried about my friend and I'm not sure how to help. What should I do? This is a super sketchy situation because it sounds like your friend is really not 
thinking this through. I love babies just like anybody else, but that is a human being you're raising. This is a living, breathing thing that you cannot just get rid of. And babies are extremely expensive. Why on earth would you just jump into this on a whim, it seems like? And the worst part about it is you're going to a man that you've only met and have known for about a month. That's just crazy to me. You don't know anything about this guy at all. It'd be different if this is someone you've been dating for a long time and you both decided, hey, let's make this step and let's have a baby together. But you have just met this guy and he's going along with it. The original poster has it right. If someone came up to me and said, hey, I know we've only been dating for a month, but I want to have a baby. Legitimately, I would have ran in the other direction. I would have cut this person out of my life completely and I would have said, no, there's no way that's happening. But the fact that this guy is not only okay with this happening, but willing to be a part of this, as well as being willing to move to another country with this lady, is super, super sketchy. This entire situation is just one big red flag, and it is absolutely just weird. I think anything that you could do if you're legitimately this concerned is probably get her parents involved. Let them know exactly what's going on and say, hey, she's known this guy for a month, and then suddenly she just wants to have a baby with him. And this guy is just willing to go along with it. Hopefully, though, the original poster's friend comes to their senses and they're able to see that, hey, if I want to take care of something and love something, I should probably just get a pet or something to see how I could handle being a parent. Because having a kid is no joke and you got to make sure that you're ready to make that step. My girlfriend of almost four years cheated on me and now I don't know what to do next. My girlfriend and I have been dating for four years now and we've been living together for close to three and a half. We've had our ups and downs like any relationship over the years. But one thing we both maintained was that no matter what, we always talk to each other about our problems and work them out. The last two years were pretty rough with COVID as well as all the lockdowns and restrictions that were in place. But this year we started going out again and doing all the things that we used to do, like going out and having regular dates again. Just the other night we were out drinking at a cocktail bar and it was one of the best nights we've had in a long time. My wife started a new job back in March, which I encouraged her to go for and she's been loving it ever since and I've been so happy for her. However, the problems for me started because of her co-workers, all of whom were young single men or similar in age. We all had similar hobbies and such, and she even invited me to meet them and take part in the hobbies as well. They were all far more skilled than me, as well as my girlfriend, which at first didn't really bother me. A couple of weeks ago, she told me she wasn't planning to come home after work because they were doing extra staff training for a couple of new people that started late, and she felt it would be easier than finishing late and driving 40 minutes home just to go back early in the morning the next day. I obviously wasn't happy about it, and I told her that I wasn't happy with her sleeping arrangements, and if it was that much of a problem, that I'd drive to get her and take her to work in the morning myself. She declined my offer, and said that it'll be fine, and that she'll just sleep on the fold-out couch instead. So I just left it at that. Things got worse for me when a few days ago, she told me the exact same thing, saying that she was working late again, and that she was going to have pizza, as well as a few drinks with her work buddies. At about 11 o'clock at night, she texted me saying that she loved me, followed by a text from each of her work buddies, talking garbage and it made me see red. All I felt was pure anger and the worst part is, she didn't text me back to apologize or anything. We didn't talk until she came home the following evening and I was angry the entire day. When I saw her, she had love bites on her neck and I instantly confronted her. She told me she got drunk and slept with one of her work buddies and I flipped out. I felt like my whole world just came crashing down on me because I knew something might happen and I told her to come home and not stay the night and she didn't want to. She wasn't even upset the night she told me this and she told me that she didn't regret it and that she was unhappy for months but to me it just felt 
felt like excuses and her trying to justify what she did. Since Saturday night, she hasn't been working and it was the first time she had alone time to think about what happened and that's when she called me crying, breaking down, telling me she's sorry and that she regrets it now, saying that she would be open to trying to fix things. Part of me still loves her and doesn't want to throw away four amazing years together. I spoke to some of my long-term friends and I'm meeting another one tomorrow. My female best friend of almost 10 years thinks I should cut my ties and stop talking to her, saying that I should just kick her out of the house. My best male friend, on the other hand, thinks I should try and forgive her. If I truly think she's been genuine with how she's feeling now, this entire situation just has me feeling completely gutted, so I'm not sure what to do. What's my next steps? Should I still try to work it out, or should I cut my losses and try and move on? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a really tricky situation because your girlfriend cheated on you and doesn't regret it. She only regretted it once she had some alone time to really reflect on what she did. But let's not forget what she initially said. For me personally, it doesn't matter how long someone's been with me. Cheating is an automatic deal breaker. That changes the game completely in my opinion. And I think this lady is only feeling bad because she got caught as opposed to her actually feeling bad for doing something that went behind your back and ruined your relationship. So overall, there's a lot of options to think about and hopefully you find the answer that's going to bring you the most peace in your life. After being together for 10 years, my partner won't marry me. My partner and I have been dating for 10 years. We started off as friends, then best friends, then finally dating. We have said I love you to each other for almost as long as we've been dating. We've been talking about marriage for about 8 or so years and we've been living together for about 5 years now. But still, he hasn't proposed. It's not like I'm quietly waiting. We've talked about it a lot. He has made it clear on several occasions that he wants to be the one to propose. He also said he has anxiety and social anxiety, and that's contributing to all of it. But I also have anxiety, and honestly, this is just making it worse. I've made it clear that I'm not very traditional, and that we could go to a ring store together and then immediately drive over to the courthouse. I don't care about the wedding or a crazy proposal. I just want to marry him. He says he wants to marry me too, but now I'm afraid 
something is going on. I trust him not to lie to me or to cheat or anything. I don't think it's something that overt. Maybe even though he loves me and is faithful, he just doesn't want to marry me. He just may not realize it yet. I once gave him a year to propose or I was going to be the one to propose. And he said again that he wanted to be the one to propose. So a year went by and there was still no proposal. I didn't end up proposing. However, because things kind of hit the fan within that year, I wanted to give him some wiggle room. But still, nothing. I love him more than I can really say. But the agony of feeling unwanted and then being questioned with, don't you trust me? After eight years of what feels like a huge broken promise simply sucks. I've talked to close friends about it and was told that between six to eight months into the relationship is all it should really take to know where we're headed. They also told me their stories as well as some other people's stories that they know about other couples who were together for 10 or even 15 years that still ended up breaking up all because he wouldn't propose. I just want to know what to do. I love him and I trust him. So I genuinely don't think he's just leading me on, but I just want some advice on what to do. I understand that there's a possibility that I'm being insensitive or overdramatic, but I'm not a robot, so my feelings aren't going to change overnight. What should I do? 10 years is a long time to be together and still not have the expectation of being married, especially since this relationship that's being described already has the expectation that they both want to get married, or at least that's what's being said, but it seems like no action is being taken to try and make that happen from the guy, which traditionally enough, is typically the person that initiates it. It is sad that you had to set up some kind of ultimatum just to get your man to get a ring. And it sounds like even after this year deadline that you gave him, basically saying, if you don't do it, I'm going to propose, he still hasn't made the move. There's a lot of conclusions you can draw from this and a lot of assumptions that can be made, but I think it's time to have a really honest conversation with him. Otherwise, you're just going to be waiting another 10 more years for something that is never going to happen. Maybe there's too much pressure on the situation. Maybe he just doesn't feel ready. But then again, you live together and you've already been together for 10 years. Logically speaking, what really is going to change if you're both married? And I believe you when you say that he's not cheating on you. There's nothing that you've mentioned that would even suggest that that's even happening. So it's definitely a situation of, well, what's going on? But whatever you decide to do, I hope it works out because 10 years down the drain, all because your partner doesn't want to get married, especially when this is something that you've both discussed that you both want, would be an awful situation to have to deal with. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.